Hey everybody, Frank Finance here. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today I want to talk about my oil and gas holdings. As a percentage, it is a decent percentage of my portfolio. So I want to go through what my holdings are and what I tend to do with them. Look at the price targets for them and then talk about the price of oil and gas overall and how that affects these holdings. All right, so I only invested in four oil and gas companies. I have ExxonMobil, Energy Transfer, Marathon Oil, and British Petroleum. Yes, I still call it British Petroleum and probably always will. Now, those ticker symbols are XOM, ET, MRO, and BP. As I've talked about in the past, there's three major segments of the oil and gas industry. You have upstream, which is exploration um, and uh extraction you have midstream which is really the transfer of the oil and then you have downstream which is the refinement and some other things and you know distribution gas stations things like that um, exxon mobil is an integrated oil company they participate in all three of those segments energy transfer focuses on the middle the midstream business the transfer of the oil and gas from upstream to downstream and marathon oil focuses on the extraction um, and the exploration so they're on the upstream side and British Petroleum is another integrated oil company focused on all three of those segments. And um, they're very similar to ExxonMobil in that nature. However, they are in a different geographical unit. And so that's why I wanted some of the diversity there. Now, just a disclosure here. I bought uh, XOM and Marathon Oil early in 2020, probably in the March, um, April timeframe. Energy transfer I brought later, kind of early on in 2021. And British Petroleum was probably middle of 2020. Now, when I bought into each of these names, the stock prices were pretty beat up and I was looking for opportunities as I believe that the price of oil would eventually rebound. And at this point, they pretty much have sitting around $80 a barrel for WTI. Now, as a percentage of my overall oil and gas portfolio, BP 16%, XOM at 28, Marathon at 32 and Energy Transfer at 24. As a percentage of my entire portfolio, specifically my brokerage account, um, Exxon's at about three and a half percent of that energy transfer at three marathon oil at four and British petroleum around 2%. Now the rest of this video is me going through each of the individual names, looking at the price targets and then kind of making a decision on what I plan to do with that name, um, based off of where the stock price is currently trading. All right. So the last time I did a stock analysis on Exxon mobile, I had the price target sitting at 70 to $80 in the next 12 months. Now, XOM is currently trading around $71, and now they've hit their price target. So at this point, I need to reconsider the investment and see if I want to continue holding the name or should I consider selling. Now, as you value most companies, you're going to look at your revenue, you're going to look at net income, you're going to look at debt, you're going to look at all kinds of things. But when it comes to valuation of oil companies, one of the biggest factors is oil prices. And obviously that leads to higher revenue, it leads to higher net income. And the assumption here is the companies are well managed and they're using it appropriately and that's where it goes. But that's not always the case. That's why you have to do more due diligence than what we're gonna show here. But this is just a representation of where I start. So when we look at ExxonMobil, you can see that currently they're trading around $71.87. Over the past um, you know, the pandemic, they dropped down to about the $30 range and now they're where they're at right now. Over the last five years, they traded up into the 80, uh, almost $90 at one point. And max time, the highest they've ever traded is around a hundred, a little over $100 a share. Now, if we go to, and that was in like 2014, I believe. Now, if we go to oil prices, we can see that they were almost, I know they hit zero at some point in 2020. And right now they're trading around a little over $83 um, a barrel. Now, if you look over the last, uh, like, 
let's see, uh, five years prior to the pandemic, they were trading at a pretty tight band around $50 to $60 a barrel. At one point, there was a little jump, but point is, is they were trading pretty consistently over a period of time. Prior to that, in 2014, between the end of the last recession, um, they were trading above $100 a barrel for a good while, like over, like probably like four or five years. Um, the question is, where are oil prices going to go now? Well, we know that demand, there's, there's uh, you know, an article out there that says, you know, oil, oil, um, OPEC expects oil demand to exceed the pre-pandemic levels. So that's a good thing that we're looking at from a um, historical perspective. And where did, um, if, if we do, where do we think oil prices are going to go? So if you watch some of my other videos, I think oil prices are eventually going to hit $100 a barrel. And I think OPEC is doing a very good job at, and again, from a consumer perspective, that's not good. But from an investor perspective, I, I you know, I want $100 a barrel on the oil. Now, I believe it's getting close to that. And I think it's still trending up. There's not really getting, we did get a little bit of resistance around like 70 bucks. But I do think these commodity prices are continuing to go. Now, for example, OPEC is continuing to um, keep their oil production low. And they're not going to just, they're, they're very keeping, they're keeping all the members contained. And that's going to be a good thing from a supply perspective of just making sure people are not overproducing so the price of oil can continue to go. And then from a demand perspective, as we saw in that article, you can see that um, we're going to get back to where we were pre-pandemic. So if my, if my belief is correct and we get back to $100 a barrel on oil, I do think that we, there's further upside in the name. And when I look back to historically what they were valued, if we look at like after the last recession, they were around $80 a share, which I think is I think is very um, achievable, all the way up to $100 a barrel. Now, this was after many, many years of sustained $100 a barrel of, or, you know, graining and gaining and gaining when oil was over $100. So do I think $100 a barrel or $100 on Exxon is going to happen? Probably not. And the reason why is, one, I don't think that $100 barrel is going to be sustained, at least, you know, in this next 12 months, obviously. I don't think there's going to be that much hype around it. And another thing is, Exxon is a fairly large company. You know, if if they um, if they gained, went to 100, they'd probably be at a, you know, 400, um, four $450 billion U.S. company, roughly, right? So it'd be a big valuation change. And there is this whole EV revolution. There's a lot of people negative about oil and gas companies, and there's negative sentiment relatively in this industry overall. And so I don't think a lot of large investors are going to be flooding into Exxon. Um, and that that's really what you would need to get up to that $100 range. But do I think $80 oil is, is definitely achievable? Heck yeah. Now, Energy Transfer is actually one of the oil and gas companies I didn't buy during 2020 and actually bought in early 2021 when it was trading around like the higher fives or low $6 range. Um, and it's been a good performer for me thus far. But even for someone who's entering Energy Transfer um, here recently, I do think there is some decent upside in the $12 to $14 range. And I do think that is pretty reasonable. Now, Energy Transfer isn't directly tied to oil prices. Again, they are a transferring the oil from place to place. Rather, they get paid more on the flow. So volume of oil being transferred in their pipelines, trucks, whatever it may be, or storage, 
is really what they're getting paid on. So that's the thing you got to know is if demand is going to continue to increase, we have we have good um, solid I have good solid faith in energy transfer. If we see something like a complete lockdown or a meltdown like we saw in uh, early 2020 or you know through the middle of the year 2020, it's going to be very hard for energy transfer to get those volumes, and so it's going to be reflected in their valuation as a company. So what we're going to want to see is continued growth in that sector. Now, long term, I think energy transfer may have headwinds when you're looking at reduction of oil, gas, and oil and gas use overall. Now, have we seen that from electric vehicles yet? I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in the numbers, usage year over year, excluding the two past two years due to the pandemic. We haven't seen oil and gas consumption go down. So um, as, as I mentioned earlier, in 2022, oil and gas and OPEC are actually expecting um, to go above the 2019 numbers. So all in all, I'm not seeing a contraction in the overall use of oil and gas. Therefore, I don't think energy transfer is yet a risk. But if you do see that reversal, this may be a name you want to exit pretty quickly. Now, I do think there is some solid upside here, so I will continue to hold my energy transfer shares until they get to the $12 to $14 range, then I'll have to reconsider and see if there's um, any potential more upside there. All right, next up we have MRO, and I have the price target back in November was $19 to $20 in the next 12 months. I believe at the time they were trading around $17, so let's look whether uh, what I want to do with them now. All right, so Marathon Oil, now this isn't a, a name that I'm currently buying. I just have bought it several times and sold it at least once um, in the last year and a half. So again, I, I bought this back in March of 2020. I sold it at $8 and then bought back in around $4. And then I sold half of that new position around $12. And I've been holding on to the second part of that. Um, and I still hold it today. And so the question is, uh, it's it's blowing my mind that MRO has been going up this fast to $19.47. I do know that oil and gas, uh, in my opinion, is going to $100 um, a barrel this year. I am just concerned at the rate at which they have gone up. So I'm not buying any more or adding any more to this position. Now, if we do look back into that 2014 number, they went all the way up to $40. Um, so in, if, if that's the case, if it's possible they can get to 40, then there's you know 100% upside here. But one of the things you'll notice here, back when oil went from $100 a barrel down to $60 a barrel around here, there is this huge drop in their stock price. And it's and, and their average over the last five years is actually lower than where they're currently trading. So for me, there's some considerable risk here, um, especially if you don't own or didn't get into it in the last year and a half. There's some considerable downside risk, you know, maybe 50% in some cases, right? So um, personally, I'm not buying anymore. Um, I'm going to monitor this one. I think I may sell it if it goes below 18. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to hold it. If I see any weakness in oil, that's probably the only reason why I would sell it. Um, not necessarily because the stock price went anywhere. It does fluctuate pretty. Um, it actually fluctuates more than a name like XOM. Um, just because it's all in that upstream business. So that's one thing to think about. But if I was, um, you know, looking at this name, a new investor, I honestly wouldn't be entering into a position on here unless you really knew the business more than I did.
All right, next up we got British Petroleum. I had their price target, I believe this is June or July of 2021, it was $30 to $40 in the next 12 months. So now they've hit that $30 um, range. What do I want to do with British Petroleum now? All right, British Petroleum, I think I got in around $24 a share. Um, and the thing about British Petroleum is if you listen to some of their, their rhetoric, they're really trying to get away from oil and gas and more into renewables which could be a hedge if you start to see oil and gas um, decline. However, I don't think it's an absolute hedge to it because they would first have to make sure that that model is um, sustainable. So for British Petroleum here, I, they are getting away from oil and gas, but still that, that's gonna be 10, 20 years before that's actually any considerable revenue for them. So that's something you'll have to consider. Um, so the question is, now that they've reached their price target of 30 to $40, um, do I think they're going to get to 40? Well, I actually had calls for, I think January of January 31st of this year, 2022 for $40. I don't think that's going to happen at this point. Um, there's just not enough time and I don't think investors are going to flood into this name. However, I do think there is considerable upside for BP possibly to 40, um, pre pandemic, they're trading around the $35 range. And if we're going uh, back to even when oil was trading around $60, $70 a share, they were trading around $40 to $45 a share. And they were fairly volatile with the oil prices. I'll go back a little bit more into the oil price. Going back to, let's see, that 2014, they were trading up to $50. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. BP is, if you're looking at BP compared to the other oil majors like total exxon chevron it's going to have the lowest premium of all of them uh, this is the this is the red-headed stepchild of major oil and gas providers and that's partially why i entered the name when i was when chevron exxon and total and and what well, i forget the other name were all um 80 to 90 percent recovered they were still uh, you know in my opinion you know 30 to um 40% undervalued at the time and I thought hey this is a good opportunity and it's played out so far and I do think there's more upside for British Petroleum again you're just going to have to want to it, all the same considerations that you have with Exxon you're going to want it here um, and then you're also going to need to pay attention this is this is another one of those things Exxon's committed to oil British Petroleum they're kind of like the activist investor and saying, you know, we're, we don't want to be in the oil and gas industry anymore. It's like, whoa, 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 you're an oil and gas company. Calm down. And even though I don't agree with them, I still think there's opportunity to make money here. Um, I think that they will probably go down uh, a little bit here, here soon. Um, you see their trading activity. They'll go up, they'll go down, they'll up, go up, then down. Overall, they're going up. I think there will be another down and then eventually it'll trend back up. Um, I think more than likely I'll probably trade this around, uh, trade out of British Petroleum around $35. I don't think I'm going to hold to 40 because I think that's going to take a lot longer than um, some of the other players in the name or other other players in the space. Um, this is actually one of my, this is my least favorite company out of all the positions, but it has netted me some good, um, some good gains out of it. And so that's why. And so that's why it doesn't really matter whether the company, whether you like the company or not. All that matters is if the company is the company going to fail. Is it going to make you money? And how certain are you of that? And do you feel confident? And can you sleep at night? So this is one of those companies that, yeah, I may not like it, but I'll make money off of it, and I have no shame about it. 
Well, there you have it. That's my oil and gas portfolio as of 2022. Let's see what happens over the course of 2022. If I sell out of one of these positions, I'll definitely let you know. More stock analysis on each of these positions will be coming over the next several months. So if you have any questions or concerns, leave it down in the comments below. My name is Frank, Frank Finance, out.